Welcome to TT from the D Podcast Show. I'm your host, TT. And I want to thank you in advance for stopping by on this Monday evening to join myself and my awesome guest that's in the house tonight. I want to also say thank you to everyone who's been supporting TT from the D Podcast Show since it launched in 2020. We are now in 2021, baby, and we are ready to go. So, you know I like to get a few things out of the way when I get ready to have my show. I want to get us comfortable. I want to make sure that you are in your best mode, right? So that means I always advise you to go ahead and be grown and sexy around these parts because that's what we do around here. I advise you and I remind you to grab your libations, right? So that could be a glass of wine. You know I'm a Stella Rosa girl. Hey, shout out to Stella Rosa. Also, my beer drinkers. Let's not forget about my beer drinkers. And then we have our grown and sexy people. People like my husband who likes scotch neat, as he would say. And then you have our regular people like myself, because I'm a regular girl next door. We also like our coffee, our tea, our water, right? And uh, sometimes a little finger food, depending on what it's like. Tonight, after the awesome weekend we had, I am so thankful to have this gentleman in the house. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest, okay? So this fella, right? I had the pleasure of actually reaching out to him by way of recommendation from people that I know work with him that had nothing but amazing things to say about him. He owns the John Thomas Production Company where you can do video self-taping services, demo reels, and things like that. He's worked with hundreds of people locally, nationally, and internationally. And tonight, you're gonna learn a lot about what a demo royal is, what an audition tape is, people in the industry, the do's and the don'ts of the industry, and a lot more. So without any further ado, I would like to welcome my awesome guest for this evening, Mr. Benny Taylor, founder and owner of John Thomas Productions. Hey, Benny, how are you? Hey, TT, how you doing? I want to tell you, I'm honored to be on the show. Don't, no, 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 no. This is this is a great pleasure to me to actually be approached by you. And I really do thank you for that. Wow. Well, that really means a lot to me coming from someone like you on your level. I truly appreciate that. Uh, I'm nobody. Oh, no, you can't say that. You are very humble and very easy to approach. I have to say that because when I took a chance to step out on faith and say, you know what, let me see if I can get an interview with him. You responded in a way that I didn't expect, so I can appreciate that. And as a podcaster, you made my job extremely easy. That's my job to make things easier for people. Okay, so let's jump right on into our dope interview because I know I have questions that my listeners are going to want to know and myself. Are you ready? Bring it. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. How long have you been in this industry? Okay, there's a, there's a, how long have I been in the industry as a manager or how long have I been in the industry, period? Ooh, double question, double question. Okay, both. I've been in the industry since um, since high school, actually. A little bit before high school. Uh, but I'm, I'm not going to tell you when because I don't want nobody to know my age. I came out of high school as a model. As a model, I, I signed with uh, two top companies uh, for for clothing and cologne and I was taken off, you know, um, and you know, that that's another story for another day. But as a manager, I started roughly about 2013, just trying to get my feet wet, but I went official like uh, in 2014. So yeah, I've, I've been going ever since. Wow. Okay, wow. So 
let me just say this. You've worked with some pretty amazing people. A couple of people that I know personally. So I know that your work speaks for itself. Aww. <laughs> and with that being said, let me go ahead and put this seed into the ground so I can plant this flower that's gonna blossom. I foresee me working with John Thomas Productions under the leadership of Benny Taylor. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm gonna put that thing into the atmosphere because I believe it's gonna manifest. Let me ask you this next question. What inspired your talent management company? Okay, you ready for this? Yes, sir, let's go. All right, so there's a few things that actually got me going with the whole talent manager thing. Well, uh, first and foremost, one of my favorite shows is Entourage. I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. It's a show um, on HBO, basically Mark Wahlberg um, telling his story, you know, in, in another way about an actor who came to Los Angeles and now he got, he's dealing with this manager, agent and all this Hollywood stuff. There's two characters on there that I really do admire, and that's his uh, manager and his agent. His uh, okay. manager was was pretty compassionate and it was his best friend, actually. And okay. and his agent was this bulldog, this this guy who just knew everybody in the industry and just did not care at whatever job he had to get done. He got it done, you know, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking like, wow, what if there was ever a person that mixed both of those two guys together? And it was just something in the back of my mind, like, okay, I was in the industry before, you know, I had a great agent, I had a great manager that took care of me, you know, it would be awesome if somebody was like that. But I, I kind of just brushed it off my shoulders and said, okay, whatever. And mm -hmm. after that, I, I have a few actor friends that, um, that were trying to get jobs, they were trying to get agents, they were trying to get management. And there's a lot of companies around here that were scamming them. You know, uh, I'm not going to put no any names out there, but they were saying, hey, in order to join us, you got to drop $300 and pay every month. I'm like, but that, that's not how it go. And a lot of people were falling for it. A lot of people here in this state were feeling down about themselves saying, hey, you know, all I can do is all I can be is an extra, you know, you have to go to New York and L.A. to be that guy and everything. And I'm like, you know what? Enough is enough. You know, somebody yeah. has to step up. Somebody has to show that that they can be more than what they're told that they are. And they don't have to pay these outrageous scam fees from these companies. And I'm going to step in and I'm going to expose all of these people and teach all of these actors what they need to do and how to get there. You know, mm -hmm. so that was my inspiration. You know what? You're dead on the money. I'm going to share an experience with you that I had. When I was around 13 years old, my mom had introduced me to the world of modeling. And I was told that I was very short. I would do better with print. But they said I had a certain look about myself. You do. Why, thank you. I'm just going to put it out there. There was this company about four years ago that we were looking to work with. And they approached us about our 10-year-old Cody. Because Cody wants to do acting and modeling and things like that. And after going in and doing a consultation with them, when Swifty and I left, we were like, nah, we think this is a scam. You, I bet you know who they are. Let, let me guess. It's either um, Blunt, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to uh, say it, it, one of them has a number on it. Yes, yes, that's them, that's them. They want to put their name out there. And then change their names though, like two times. I think it was... Um, source something and then they, they changed it to one of the numbers you know yes uh, yeah. yes that's what yeah yes. they hate me yeah well you know what they hate me too if i decided to put them on blast because it's like when you trust 
a company like that and then they take you and they scam you, it really pisses you off. You could take it to the street, you know what I mean? Or you could be professional with it. You understand what I mean? I mean, when you see people who take advantage of parents who are pouring into their children or individual who is chasing their dreams, you know what that's saying, write the vision, make it plain, and then they're taken advantage of, I have a real problem with that. And it brings me to what you had said earlier during our interview that made you even want to start doing what you do. And you said, I wonder if there's anybody that mixes the two. Like they said on Entourage. Then you said, I had some friends that was just like tired of not being able to get this work, do things, or wasn't feeling like they could really do it by still being here in Detroit. Yeah. And you said enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing. I didn't actually think it was going to take off the way that it did because it was actually a joke. Um, one of my one of my closest friends is a great impressionist. And this guy mm-hmm. can impersonate anybody. And I, I wow. was jokingly telling him, I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you in the movie. I'm gonna get you in the movie. And we laughed about it, but I seriously got on my little old laptop, sat on my couch, and believe it or not, I went to Craigslist first. <laughs> this wow. is when I first started. And I found a movie for him. It, it of course it was a uh, it was a low budget. It was a, a little hood film, or whatnot. But mm-hmm. it was like the exhilaration of getting somebody booked and him being happy about it was amazing. And then he said, I said, you know what? Let's try this again. And I stepped it wow. up and went to a different search engine, and I found him another project. And I said, you know what? This is this might be something I want to do. And and you know. It's, it was catching the eye of other actors at the time when we were at auditions or whatnot. It was like, who's this guy? And he was like, hey, that's my manager. And it was like, manager? It was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I need to know about mm-hmm. this guy. So, yeah, it, it just started spreading like wildfire. Yeah, I can understand that. So, I think when you started to hear your name through social media, it kind of piqued my attention. I was in a uh, on a group page, and I was following what people were asking. They were looking for a reputable photographer. And so I kept seeing this young lady's name pop up. And I'm like, well, let me look into her. Let me see about who she is. So I looked her up, went on her website, was really impressed with her work. And I ended up having a consultation with her not too long ago. And we were talking and I and I told her that I was going to be having an interview with you soon. And she says, oh my God, wow, yeah, I know him. Tell him that so-and-so said hello. I said, I will, I will. And that just let me know that great people work together. And I know someone who's under your management company and he's phenomenal, super dope, and he speaks highly of you as well. So let me ask you, how did you get started with your self-tape and demo real service? Okay, so uh, that is another funny story. And one of the things that a lot of my clients relied on me for was uh, doing their auditions for them because they didn't have a a good place or they didn't have a good reader or somebody to go over the character with them. And they just kept Mm -hmm. coming to my office and I had to move stuff around. And, and, you know, I just, I thought to myself, like, you know what? (sighs) Let me just go ahead and get another office space and just make that into a studio where they can just come in. At first, it was just strictly for my clients to come in, do the auditions, and boom, bang, bing, we're good. But mm-hmm. uh, people started to, I guess, get the word and say, hey, you know, I'm not one of your clients, but can I come do an audition there? 
And I'm thinking like, okay, this can be a service also offered about the John Thomas talent. So that really took off. Uh, I'm getting tons of, of emails of people wanting to audition and, and, and so on and so forth. And then uh, I decided to go ahead and, and stretch it a little bit more and also just make up a, and build a, uh, a sound booth so people can also come in and do auditions for voiceovers where they have a quality mm-hmm. sound and, and it really, really took off. You know, nobody was doing it. Um, and when you go to New York and California, you got self-tape places everywhere. And I'm thinking like, wow. why we don't have one here? So me, I'm always thinking business. I'm always thinking business. Mm-hmm. I'm always, my mind is always going. So I said, why not? You know, let me be the first. Let me be the one that starts it off. Let me help a lot of our Michiganders out there to, to really get quality and awesome self-tapes. Wow. Wow. Okay. So before you, I didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> yes. And to hear you say that they're all over the place, it made me feel like, wow, you know, California seems to have everything in Detroit. You know, we have a lot popping here. You know, we're known for many things, but sometimes it can remind you of like in Friday when they would say, oh, you got cereal, but you don't got no milk. You got peanut butter. You ain't got no jelly. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, then here you come. And I can appreciate that. You're able to bring what we need and what we're missing. Yeah, because before all of this, I, I did my research. I, I studied different agencies. I studied different management companies. I've studied uh, with casting directors, um, uh, along with watching people do self-tapes. And, and so you have to do your research on things. You have to make sure that you're stepping into it right. This is something that you actually want to step into. And what what is your service going to offer that's different from everybody else? So that's the whole thing with that. Okay, got it. Now that brings me to my next question. What is the difference between a self-tape and a demo reel? So a self-tape, and we're going to, let's just run an example here. I'm your your manager, right? Okay. And either your agent or myself, we submit you for a project to a director or a casting director. The casting director says, hey, we like TT. So I, I'm, I want her to read for this part. So what they'll do, they'll send the script or we, what we call them sides of that part. And you get that part and you have to put it on tape. You have to record yourself doing that scene in a studio or a, a, a setup where it's like, um, like basically you're doing a read. So that is basically a, a self-tape. That is like, it's, it's an audition, self-tape audition. Okay. A demo reel. A demo reel is a, uh, a clip consistent of many different uh scenes from 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 movies from commercials or voiceover projects or even monologues put together it's almost like a video resume Mm. it's a video resume like say for instance if you did transformers and you did uh justice league and marvel so we're going to take those clips of you in the movie and put them together in one one reel so when the the casting director looked like okay i see tt's pictures are awesome what has she done And they'll click on that like, wow, okay, she did this role. She did this role. She did this role. That's awesome. You know, so that's the difference between uh, between a demo reel and a self-tape. One is to try to get in a role for a movie. The other is just letting them know what you've been in and what you can do on screen. Wow. Let me ask you this question. Now, this is a spinoff question. Spin it off. Okay. So let's just say that I wanted to submit my information to you to be picked up by your management company but I don't have the demo reel to send to you or the self tape so I have a plethora of stuff so I've done this project I've done that project 
but they're all over the place. And I'm like, oh my God, what if I bring them all in a sack? And I'm like, okay, Benny, like, uh, can you cipher through this and put it all together and make it one thing that'll make you look at my project? Would you do that? Yeah, and that's part of the, the service that John Thomas Productions do. We, uh, when we say uh, demo reel services, what we do, we take all those reels and and we put them together. We put them together. We we put a nice montage of, of clips together. We, we can make a nice intro. We can give some music. We can add a lot of things to spice it up because a lot of people have raw footage that you can tell is raw footage. So it's my job to make that footage uh, screen worthy. Like it, it's mm. been in the theaters already. So yeah, yeah, we do offer that service as well, as, as well as voiceover. Like uh, if you've done voiceover auditions in the past or you have done voiceovers that's out there, it, it will be my job again to put those all together in a, a, a great sequence that casting directors would love to watch. So my job mm -hmm. basically to make a making a demo reel is to make you as marketable as ever just make you more appealing like you said you're always getting booked for gangster roles and everything so if you want out of that and if you have the certain clips that that can provide that i can make it look like make you look like somebody else not not a gangster a lawyer you know or a judge mm. i can make them the, the the way they perceive you differently so it, it just it's yeah. a lot of it's an art form when it comes down to that making demo reels Okay, so I do have to ask you, where did the inspiration come from for the name of your company? Okay, we grown folks, right? You know, we're grown around these parts. <laughs> okay, all right. So it, it's real funny. The inspiration, at first it was part of my singing group. Uh, I used to be in a singing group and we needed a name and uh, we couldn't find a catchy name that was out there. So I'm sitting back in front of my television, I'm watching the BBC. And there's this show called Man vs. Wild that came on with Bear Grylls, one of my Man. survival shows. He was walking across this log and he slipped. And mm -hmm. boy, it was a bad slip. He, he you know, kind of basically popped it between his legs. Ooh, and he's a British guy. So he's like, oh boy, I, I hit my John Thomas. And I stood uh. up and I said, that's it. <laughs> I said, by George, that is it. But I can't name it like J-O-H-N, I can't, I have to be different about it, it has to be different. So yeah. uh, I, I you know, thought of many different ways and I, I ran it past the, the group members and they said, this is perfect because you had groups like Drew Hill, uh, up a certain name that kind of hits you. And John Thomas was like, hmm, what's the first thing you think of when you hear John Thomas? Like, well, you know, old white guy with mm -hmm. an acoustic guitar mm -hmm. singing, but mm -hmm. you're going to see four brothers singing harmony. It's like, perfect. So I went and, mm. and copyrighted the name, registered and everything. And of course, the singing group didn't work out. But when I decided to do the company, I said, you know what? A powerful name needs a powerful entity behind it. So uh, I went and adapted the name to the company and boy, oh boy, it took off. It really, really took off. But the only thing about that is when I had British clients or people from overseas, Mm -hmm. They knew exactly where that came from. They was like, hey, <laughs> hey, is that what I think of that? I said, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so that's, that's it's, it's a real funny story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, you just never know. That's why I like to ask people those type of questions. Because I remember when I was communicating with you through uh, Instagram, I thought your name was John Thomas. I had no idea that your name was Benny Taylor. Everybody does. I did. I did. And I'll tell you something else I thought. What's that? So I thought you had some Middle Eastern in you. 
And I say that because of the last name Thomas. I thought it was Tomas. And because of, you know, Middle Eastern heritage, and I have a lot of Middle Eastern friends, I saw the name and it's spelled the same. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, well, he might be biracial. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That is, it's funny that you mentioned that. I look at John Thomas as my alter ego. It's, oh. it's, a, it's almost like a Bruce Wayne Batman thing. Like okay. right now, talking to Benny. This is, this yes. is, hey, lay back, play video games, just laugh and joke. But the moment I put on that, that cow, the cape and cow, and I become yeah. this talent manager, I feel like I can move mountains. There's nothing that I can't do. You know, when you ask me to do something, hey, I want to be in the Batman. Fine. We're going to find you a way to make you uh, a character in the Batman. You know, uh, I need this interview with this person. Fine. I'm going to get it done. It just, it's like, I feel wow. like a superhero at that at time. And it's, I don't know, it sounds crazy, but it, it, it's like mm -hmm. my energy, you know? So, so It doesn't sound crazy at all. Yeah. So when people do call me John Thomas, it's like, yep, I answer. So. <laughs> So I can relate to that because people have this little joke. If you know me or you work with me, people will say, well, when she puts on those black boots, it's like, oh, like she's in business. And I think it's almost like the Sylvester Stallone movie when he wore the hat to the back. And it's something about putting a headset on when the lights go up or the lights go down. The house is quiet. It means it's go time. You know, it's like there's TT and then there's Teresa. I, I, that is perfect. That is a perfect analogy of it because when I talk to younger people, when they ask how how do you feel being a business owner and, and owning your own business, I said, put it like this: it's being your own superhero. And in the daytime, you can be yourself, but when it's time for you to open up that business and be that boss, you're a yes. hero. Yes. You know? So yes, and I love that you embody that. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you could understand it and receive it. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so here's another question. What's the difference between a talent management company and an agency? Got you, got you. So, okay, uh, difference between agents and managers, the, the age-old battle. Agents are, most of them are a franchise, which is uh, under SAG. Uh, this is the union. And they uh, their jobs are to get you in projects and uh, negotiate contracts. Mm -hmm. they're, they're solely... You know, uh, the sole purpose is for that. You know, a lot of them go a little above and beyond to do that. But the difference between them, there's a lot of red tape with being an agent. You have to jump through so many hoops. You have, there's so many rules you have to follow. As a manager, mm. a manager has the freedom to do whatever. Now, in L.A. and um, New York, the managers have the same amount of power as agencies. But since I'm in the Midwest, I have to work a little bit harder for the things that I do. Like okay. management, we we guide clients. We, we help clients find great agencies. We help them with auditions. We help get them auditions. We help get them on shows. We um, auditions. Uh, we uh, like set set adequate, uh, adequate, excuse me. And um, uh, how to to look at their contracts to to you know even personal things. There's so many things that uh, a talent manager is is doing for a, a, a actor or a client. And a lot of times uh, people don't realize that it's great to have both because a lot of agencies work great with managers and a lot of managers work great with agencies. Like sometimes there are projects that an agent don't see that I may see like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, Green Lanterns, uh, that this role just opened up. So before the breakdowns come out in Hollywood that an agent will get, I can see it and I can say, hey, we got the leg up. This is the person. This is the casting director. This is the director. Let's, let's get our guy in this project. So. 
it's a lot that a manager do. A manager is more, I would say, a little bit more intimate and and okay. close with the client. Where agency is more like black and white business, you know. So mm. it, it's a lot that comes with it. Wow, I like the way you broke that down. And I'll tell you, I hope people are taking notes. I don't take my notes and jotting down things. It's important. But the beautiful thing about being a podcaster is that this platform allows people to go back and re-listen to what they may have missed or what they need to go back and capture. Yes, people, take notes. Listen to, listen, listen, listen. This is very important. Especially if you take your craft serious, you know? It's not a hobby. It's your passion. There's a difference. And a lot of people don't understand that when they um, when they come to me, they'll say, like you said in the beginning, oh, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm a great actor. I can do this. I, I'm going to get in front of the camera and I can do this. And I look like, oh, my God. I hear this every day. But the moment they're put on the spot, it's like acting is an art. Auditioning yeah. is an art. You have to you have to train for it. You know, people think that there don't get me wrong. There are people out there with natural talents that just are prodigies. There are people. Now, trust me, I found them. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you have to realize that even somebody that's been in a business uh, for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, or somebody that's already famous, you continue to learn new things every day. Morgan Freeman even tell you that he, he learns stuff every day. You know, it, there's there's so much. It's, it's a vast world in this industry that you can just take so many things from and when I um in my other side of the John Thomas Productions where people come in and they audition I learn things too I actually learn things too I, I see different ways of audition I see different um personalities I see different forms and I'm like wow didn't know that didn't know that so we're all students mm. in this game you know growing up but it not not everything always works out to be you know in the person's favor but you got to use what you got and make it the best that you can you can offer you know i agree and one thing you said that i loved was that you're still learning mm -hmm. you come highly recommended i can really appreciate your humility you have to be humble i mean if you would ask me in, in 2013 would i be sitting here with uh all these offices and representing these actors and and i'm representing celebrities going to red carpets uh and movie sets and and hanging around all these celebrities i would have been like hell no nah, cut it out shut up but to to actually get in there and and realize that you're actually making this. This is like a dream job to me. This is like the best thing ever. But you have to be very humble about what you do. Because I was in the industry before, and mm -hmm. and I tell you, I'm I don't know if you're a religious person or not, but if you go down that wrong path, God giveth, God taketh away. And I learned that. Yes, I have learned that the hard way, and that's the one thing that I'm trying to instill in a lot of these actors: like, be humble, don't get too big, like, don't think that you're bigger than everybody else. You know, never forget where you came from, and just and teach others, spread the word, teach others, and 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 it, it'll become like I hate to say it in these times, like a virus. It will go around, and people will catch the vibe. You know, so that's my whole goal. That is my that's my mission, is to make. Uh, these actors and, and people that want to be actors uh, just give them the knowledge that they need especially our brothers and sisters you know so um, it, wow. it just goes a long way so you know what this is a really dope interview Benny thank you so you know that phrase iron sharpens iron right that brings me to my last question what is the process for a person if they want to book a session to do a self 
audition tape or a demo. Okay, so the process for John Thomas Productions and uh, getting that. Well, I have a a um, few social media outlets on Facebook and um, Instagram where okay. I have an email that you can reach out to me. Or you can also just go to the John Thomas Talent uh, page, which is www.johnthomas.com. And you can um, easily have, uh, you know, shoot an email, you know, I even have a phone number, you can leave a message and that would be a way that we can start contact. Or if you can't even find that, you can just reach out to me on the social media outlets. Um, okay. As in for management, uh, the process is a little bit more, uh, it's a little different. Uh, instead of emailing or calling, uh, I have a mailing process that we got to do it old school. Got to mm-hmm. you know send a headshot or, you know, a flash drive with some of your clips and a resume, you know, and, and we'll go over it after that. The big mistake that a lot of actors make is they'll call me. They'll try to reach out to me and, sit, and, and instead of reading and sitting down, listen, um, you know, listening to the uh, ways I need to you to submit yourself, they'll go ab- above beyond and do something else. And then that'll put them in a list like, you did, if you didn't listen then, what makes you think you'll listen um, after we start working together? So yeah, it's it's a it's a funny process, but um, I'm very um, I'm open. You know, I, I try my best to answer every email whenever I can, and I try to make sure everybody's satisfied and you know is taken care of. So is it safe to say that if they don't have a resume, or they don't have a headshot, or they may not have the self tape or the demo reel, that they could book a session with John Thomas to get those things? Well, yeah, yeah. The simple thing that I can do if you don't have any clips and you're just starting out, um, my job is to probably give you a monologue, give you something that you can relate to a character off a movie that you can relate to, have you study it and then bring you to the studio and you can film it there. And then you can use that as a uh, video resume until you book your projects and, you know, get a chance to get you some clips for yourself. Most definitely, you have to start somewhere. Well, I like that. I have to say, it has been an extreme pleasure to have you on the show today, Benny. No, the pleasure's mine. Well, I have to say that I'm looking forward to having you back on the show to talk about Benny Taylor, not John Thomas Productions, because they're one and the same, but they're two different entities. And I want to touch on that. I want to thank you also for stopping by and educating people on the do's and don'ts of the industry. Also, ladies... Be very careful when you're out here going and you go to that audition or that casting call by yourself. About that, about that, our, our women, our queens, yes. be careful because that that thing called the casting couch is mm. real. It's real. A lot of people will use that their title and what they do to take advantage of you. Let me tell mm. you, young women, you do not need to take off your clothes to or do favors for people to get yourself in a project do not fall for that okay oh i'll hook you up just take care of me no no don't fall for that okay and um same thing with with young men you know please don't don't ever fall for that there are always other ways so uh, i I just had to hit on that real fast and and, yeah that really bothers me okay so look i'm a jack of all trades so i do a lot of things a couple of years ago i had the opportunity to write the treatment and direct a music video for the very first time. And my um, co-producer was Swifty McVeigh, who's my husband now. He wasn't my husband then. And so we we uh, got together, we went out with the artists and 
They did the casting. I did not. We got on this uh, this little island strip, if you would call, and there were models and people like that. And so, you know, we we're setting the scenes up, and there was this particular scene that I wanted a specific look for this particular featured model. So I'm looking at all the, the people that I had to choose from, and there was a young girl who was on the heavier side than most, but she had a beautiful face, and just, she looked like she was Hawaiian or something like that. So I was like, that's the exotic look that I was looking for. So I approached the artist and let him know who I was choosing, and he had his eyes on someone else, but I was like, no, I'm the, I'm the one that wrote it, and I'm directing. So he's like, okay, do you, do you? So. I took the young lady over there to this area and I said, honey, I would like for you to be the feature for this scene, but you need to be able to sit on this tree, on this branch and balance yourself while the men come out of the water and they're feeding you fruit. So she was like, okay. So she was like, I need help up up there. So they helped her up there and she couldn't keep herself up there. And so the artist was like, okay, Titi, that's not gonna work. You're gonna need somebody that's thinner, smaller. And I was all on this kick like, no. I want a different look and I want people to realize that you don't have to be skinny or look like the average person to be a model. You know, you can have an exotic look or whatever that looks like. So it did work out because she couldn't keep herself on the branch. However, she approached me as we were moving into doing another scene. And she said, you know, I really wanted to be in that that scene. I really wanted that part. And I said, oh, I said, well, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out. But, you know, I'm sure we'll find something else for you. She said, I would do anything to be in that scene. I looked at her and I was like, what did you say? I, first of all, I don't get down with that. But secondly, I said, don't you ever tell someone like that. I said, if I was a man, I could have taken full advantage of you. And I said, and any of these males on this island hearing you say some stuff like that. I said, now this, this ain't like this video about to go to BET MTV right now. I said, we don't know what's going to happen with it. But no matter what level that's on, you never degrade yourself and put yourself out there like that. I was so embarrassed for her. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had that happen to me a few times. People come to my office and um, there's been propositions made. And I'm like, you know what? You have to leave. I, I don't I don't roll like that. You know, I'm yeah. glad you did what you did. And you said you said what you said to her. I hope it sunk in and I hope she, I hope so she changed her ways. But you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Ditto. Ditto. Thank you. Well, I've had a wonderful time this evening. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on TT from the Deep Podcast Show. You actually enlightened me, had me cracking up, but truly, truly, truly was a blessing. Thank you so much. The same for you, TT. I received that. You have a blessed evening. You too, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.